Welcome to Creative On Purpose Live, insightful conversations with inspiring difference makers to inform your quest to live your legacy and endeavors that matter. I'm your host, Scott Perry, Chief Difference Maker at Creative On Purpose. If you are looking to fly higher in the difference only you can make, visit creativeonpurpose.com and sign up for the newsletter. Get insight and inspiration delivered to your inbox three times every week and a free copy of Trust Yourself, a simple three-step decision-making process to get unstuck and going. Let's meet today's guest. Robin Tal, welcome to the broadcast. Please tell our viewers who you are, what you're up to these days, and where can they go to learn more about you and the difference you're making? Hello, Scott. It's just such a pleasure to be here, to be talking to you. And I am a writer. I am a career coach. And I I think I am I would be a lifelong learner. So I just uh, adore learning. Uh, I have started a uh, organization called Passionately Curious, where I help individuals find and do the work that matters to them. So we have programs called Career Design. We help people on sustenance through the work uh, that matters so that they can keep doing the work again and again. So yeah, that would be about me. I would love to just start with um... I'd love, you know, you and I have known each other a little bit through the Akimbo workshops over the past several years, and um, I'm familiar with the, the work that you're doing now. I would love to learn a little bit about the backstory. What brought you to the work that you're doing right now? What's the journey been? Uh, so I did everything that the world asks you to do. I In India, engineering is a thing that every Indian does. So I did the engineering. <laughs> I did my MBA. Uh, I went into an investment bank. I was working with them. But uh, it wasn't fulfilling me and I didn't see myself thriving there. I decided to take the leap. I started teaching. I experimented a lot over the last 10 years. Uh, Last couple of years have been really transformative for me as I got to know about Stephen Pressfield. I got to know about Seth Godin. I got to know about Tim Ferriss and just uh, understanding the core uh, learnings from them of professionalism, of generosity, of empathy, applying them to my work of being becoming reliable and effective. And uh, by doing that, now my work is predominantly in helping my uh, students and my colleagues become more reliable and effective to themselves and to the world so that they can be more generous. Well, one of the things that I'm hearing in, in that response is you did something fairly early on that I think a lot of us don't really recognize until much later on. And that the thing that you had invested in doing, which had, I'm guessing in, involved some serious financial investment, um, yeah. not to mention time and sweat equity, um, was you, you experienced the sense of not thriving and you allowed yourself to ignore the sunk costs that were already invested and to move into something else. And so because you did it so early on, I'm fascinated by that for our viewers. Just curious, you know, what what was that process like? How did how did you how did you come to feel that way that you weren't thriving in what you were doing? And how did you get the courage to step into, uh, you know, becoming something else? Uh, so like Steve Jobs mentions in his commencement speech that the dots only connect when you look back at them. Uh, in Pressfield's book, he talks about stupidity to be on your side and rationality to be against your creativity. 
and i think i have been a lot <laughs> stupid so i really am proud of that the thing that happened scott is i kept hearing all through my life that if you make this mistake you are ruined if you make that mistake you are ruined like if you don't do an mba your career is ruined if you leave your job your career is ruined and somehow i kept making these mistakes and i kept not dying like i was supposed to die like we were said that if i left the bank then i will die or my career will be ruined but i didn't die and i survived and that made me curious and that took that fear away of if i did not do this then what will happen and if i did not do so i started poking at things i started becoming more and more curious about so up till until 2017 like 5 years ago roughly i i only had two models of career that were presented in front of me one was get a corporate job and succeed in that the other model was get a million dollar or 100 million dollar or i don't know 1 billion dollar funding and become this big tycoon and i just didn't fit in any of them and i was like okay <laughs> how do i get to know myself then i got to know about tim ferris uh, i read for a work week i got a model of having a happy career but still i didn't have the self discipline and self uh, yeah self discipline and self awareness of getting it into action mm-hmm. when i read press field i understood the challenge of working alone and not only the challenge the pleasure of working alone so when he mentioned that you know what it's difficult i was like okay i just thought that i was bad and it was supposed to be really easy and it was something wrong with me so uh that uh, has really been one of the uh learnings for me well i i love that you said that you didn't have the self awareness but you certainly had enough self awareness to to realize you were in a wrong place i just i think that's really um worth applauding and highlighting and and the other thing is i i love that your brand um passionately curious um has two of our two of our core values uh here yes. creative our purpose in it um i would love to just hear your I, one of the things that that i love to do is just make sure we're clear on the definition of terms so when you say curious what does that mean to you and the brand passionately curious and when you say passionate what does that mean to you and the brand passionately curious that is such a good and interesting question and it opens up uh so much so one thing uh i have realized is so first i will start from there so first is curiosity about yourself who are you and to understand we are not an objective being we are a subjective being and a subjective being keeps ex exploring keeps expanding keeps changing so this question who are you is a dynamic question and the sort of that was yesterday is not the sort of that is today and it will not be the sort of that will be tomorrow so the question again comes who are you so first is a passionate curiosity about yourself and very and uh, we go into a very high spiritual uh, uh, area when we think about this but what i mean is 
Oh, I work better when I am making notes rather than using slides. Oh, slides don't work with me. Ah, I like it better when I'm talking with a group of people rather than one individual or vice versa. Like very slight nuances that we start noticing about ourselves. And then as our awareness grows, a lot of a lot of uniqueness starts evolving. So my, uh, especially my work is around helping, helping people understand these nuances about themselves, understand their individuality, and then how can they do the work in that direction? Because uh, I have been teaching all my life, uh, Scott, all my life. Like my younger brother never studied from me. And I always wanted to teach him and I like said study. And then anybody who wanted, who just agreed to study with me, I was like, I'll teach you. Don't worry. Because I had this vacuum and I have been teaching since, I don't know, 10th year, when I was 10 years old or 11 years old, I've been teaching. So for me, the hours I have spent in teaching have reached such a point that that is a skill that I've mastered. Now, the unique part is that each of us have something in which we have put in the hours already. Have something in which we just do it whenever we get time, whenever we get, there is certain niche, certain nuances about each person. So I'm very curious about each individual I meet. And I, uh, that, that is a curiosity I want to develop in them, about themselves, about each other. And about having that wow factor that I really didn't like. There's a student who I've been mentoring actively for the last 18 months. And suddenly I was having a discussion with her and she mentioned, you know what? I like horse riding. I'm like, where was this? Why, why don't I know that? And then like it just changed the entire uh, paradigm for me, for her. So, yeah, the curiosity about and uh, about ourselves uh, these finer nuances and then being curious about possibility mm. not like not uh, stay in the finite mindset about career about love about life about anything in life and about just exploring the possibilities uh, just taking action and seeing oh I didn't know I could do that Ah, oh, that worked. Oh, I'm surprised. I thought it wouldn't work. So becoming, I think curiosity is a skill, as Seth says, it's not a talent. It's a skill that we can develop by being curious uh, every day. So yeah, I hope I answered your question. To no, it's, I, 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 I love what you were saying because, you know, for us, a creative on purpose, curiosity is the antidote to one of the biggest problems in the world today, which is... Um, which, which is overconfidence and certainty about things that there's absolutely nothing to be certain or confident about. Yeah. And what you were saying is, you know, you know, you know, above the Oracle of Delphi, it reads, know thyself. And this idea that you were expressing of curiosity about oneself and then curiosity about others and about your situation and your circumstances. And, that idea of curiosity from the inside out really resonates with me. And I really appreciate that. And then on the passion piece, I'm always curious to hear people, people's take on where does, where, where do we find passion? Because we talk about that a lot, especially here in the United States, find your passion, make your passion, your job, you know, find your purpose, make your purpose, your job. Um, 
But when you talk to most people, they can't identify what their passion or purpose is. So I'm just curious about what what's your take on where passion resides and, and how people can cultivate it or find it. Uh, finding our passion, again, I will go back to the thing that I said, we are subjective human beings. We are not objective. And the question, find your passion, kind of uh, transforms into, okay, what is my label? Mm-hmm. Am I a dancer? Can you put me a da- in a dancer box? Am I a videographer? Am I an investment banker? What is it? Like, just put me in this, I don't know, grid and just solve me and tell me, yeah, your passion is this, do this. And now you don't have to work a day in your life. And so it's a very, uh, it's a very shallow way of approaching yourself. It's a, I think it's a way of disrespecting yourself by saying, I need an answer to myself. So I think Seth gives Seth has uh, created this very good example and you have created this very good example of the how life evolves. I was talking to Michael uh, Feely uh, uh, a couple of weeks back and he he worked really hard on becoming an actor and a singer on New York Broadway and then he's like, yeah, good, I have done that. How can I move to the next thing I'm doing? And now he's a life coach and a wonderful real estate agent and he's happy and he's not thinking, oh, my answer was singer, how am I not a singer now like so i think that is one thing that i would say is where are you where where do you want to go next that is the question i would ask i would say forget your passion where do you want to go next Hmm. what is next for you what is scary for you what do you what are you feeling like running away from because whatever is next for us, we just feel this tremendous force that takes us away from it, like do anything in this world, but not do this. But what is it? What is it? And it requires, actually, uh, having said all that, it requires a safe space. It requires you to have a safe space, you to have a coach, you to have a, uh, a platform, where have a community where you can express, you know what, when I was a kid, I liked that. Can I pick up the pencil again and start sketching again? Mm. And and you sometimes people need a yes from someone. They just need that permission. Sometimes it, I understand, yes, don't ask for permission, but sometimes they need because they have become so used to asking for permission that they need that permission. And then if they have the safe space and the safe community, uh, I have seen my students do magic over the last one two years, I just, when I go online onto their discussion board, onto their uh, base camp projects, I am like, oh my God, like I am just uh, blown off the top of my mind. And these are students who said they had nothing. Mm. And they, like one of my students asked me for a permission like this, like, can I write a short story tomorrow? And I'm like, yeah, you can. And now we are all fans of her story. She has written more than 120 stories over wow. the last year. And every day we are desperately waiting for her to write a story. And so I think these three components that I have identified in my coaching uh, journey is you need a coach because without a coach, you won't, you need a coach who will prod you in the right direction. Like whenever you are going off track, like you said you wanted to go there. Why are you going there, by the way? 
so you need someone who can do that for you you need a community fellow travelers they might have their own destination but you know need to have ah i am not on this train alone yeah. there are others here so it's very lonely being the only person in the train like just right so you need a community and third is you need to take action if you don't take action if you don't write your poem if you are not uh, if you don't write a poem today then it's very difficult to call yourself a poet if you don't write your story today it's very difficult to call yourself a writer if i don't take a class today it's very difficult for me to call myself a coach a teacher so when these three come into being you have a safe space with fellow travelers you have a coach who is looking over you and you have this habit of action daily shipping then gradually over a period of weeks and months you will start becoming curious about yourself you will start becoming curious and some day you will raise your hand you know what can i write a short story and that is what we are waiting for for you to raise your hand and start moving ahead love it one of the interesting things to me about the purpose and passion discussion here in the united states is we build institutions educational and occupational that suck our natural desire to find passion and purpose out of us and then they shame us and blame us when we can't find it and i love what about what you're saying is um that you can and this is something that that i definitely believe is is that purpose and passion become naturally occurring resources, renewable resources, when you apply yourself to the work right in front of you with passion and purpose, when you have that daily habit of doing your work, when you have that daily habit of shipping. Um, and so it becomes something that um, is refined and defined over time. And it becomes this renewable resource that you can just keep growing, you can share that the abundance with other people. And what's so interesting about the way we think about it most of the time is like there's this thing inside you called passion and purpose. Find it and then use it until it's used up and then go back and, and do what we told you to do. <laughs> and so it's, it's, a, it's a really interesting dynamic. I love the way that you framed all of that. And I, I also, what I was hearing and what you were saying and another big um, core belief here at Creative On Purpose is this idea of, of doing the work daily. Um, routines and relationships, having um, people, fellow travelers, a community, of uh, doing your work in community, having a coach, a guide, a mentor, um, and then that, that daily uh, effort. Um, before I ask you to answer that question, we have, Sarab, you have brought your posse with you today. So I just wanted to give a quick shout out. We got Kushi, if I'm pronouncing these names wrong, just tell me who is saying hello to you and to I. Uh, Shaun, Shaun. Yeah. I love that name, that's a beautiful name. And there's, again, <laughs> getting lots of love from Kushi. More from Shaun. And Amaya? Anaya, Ananya. Thank you. This is wonderful. Look at look at this. You win. You you win. You win the possible prize, Rob. You have brought you have brought it. I appreciate that very much. Um, so yeah. So I'm I'm curious. You know, 
you've talked about the practice. You've talked about the, the importance of coaching and community and action. What are the, the routines and relationships that you practice yourself or you cultivate yourself and that you teach your students to help them build that support and encouragement um, ratchet that will help them continue to show up daily to do the work? Yeah, that that is very important. So I think it started with uh, two uh, the two inspirations for me, one was Pressfield mentioning his daily routine of sitting on his desk at 10.30 a.m. every day, following the same routine. And at around 3, 3.30, he wraps it up and doesn't worry about what he got done today. But he's like, I sat down, I did my work, and that's a good day's work. And same, uh, I think Seth mentions about this in a creative morning uh thing when he talks about Isaac Asimov sitting uh, in the morning 6.37 and writing till noon and then uh, yeah then only handling the world. So what we have tried to do is we have uh, one thing that we I realized in retrospect I did not realize it going forward was the power of community and it's only the last couple of years that that thing has started really uh, coming out because of akimbo because of you also and then with my students so what we are trying to do is although creativity is at many times a solo venture we try to create a community where we are coming together and sitting and doing our work so one thing we do is we have our office hours from 11 a.m to 3 p.m where Everyone will do their work, but they'll come at 10.30. They will announce in a meetup what their work is today, what they will get done, and what did they get done yesterday. And uh, then for four hours, we are on a Zoom meeting with our cameras on. Uh, not only that, does that help in the work, like in getting our work done, that is one definite good part of it. It also helps us being less lonely. Like every morning, when we see our fellow creators with their videos on, we just have this small five, 10 minute conversation, but there's a very strong sense of connection and belonging when we do that. So that is there. Uh, we have workshops three, day, three days a week where we like keep working, keep leveling up, keep trying to understand the challenges that we have and uh, how can we... Uh, level up from there and we have the weekly mastermind and so these are the different rituals that we have created some students now they put in their to-do list that i need to comment on other people's dailies and that's a task for them and they feel so good when they are pushing others forward so that kind of the best thing i think is when 20 years olds 20 year olds talk to me about I'm doing this. Is this generous or is this selfish? Mm. Like, was I empathetic enough here? And these are people who were so afraid a year back and now they are showing up. One of my students is doing a stand-up show, stand-up comedy show uh, this Sunday. So, and taking up these challenges, this is not easy. Like, I just adore her courage. Uh, we just had a discussion. I said, would you like to do that? And she's like, yeah. And that kind of like really makes it a lot of fun yeah oh i love that it sounds like there's a lot of synchronicity between the community that you've built and the, the group that we have at creative on purpose and it's i love that your your template and again the, the the three things that you mentioned are coaching community 
and action. And that is, if you have those three things, then you have everything you need to catalyze your forward progress and whatever your endeavor is, even if your endeavor is to figure out what your endeavor is. Uh, and so I, I love, I love all that. One of the things that I'd like to just wrap it up with before we get to the final question is, you know, coaching right now is something um, that is ubiquitous. Uh, you can't swing a stick in LinkedIn without hitting a couple dozen of them. And, uh, you know, there's, there's, there, there's just a, there's a lot of it out there. Um, if I'm, if I'm honest, I see a lot of it that doesn't appear to be being done very well. And so how do you, how do you, now, how do you, how would you encourage people to navigate any tension or resistance they're feeling? The, 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 I think there's a lot of people that do understand that they need help. They need guidance. They need someone to, um, you know, ask them the beautiful questions, the challenging questions that will help them get out of their own way and get going in the difference only they can make. Um, but it's really hard to find someone that can really assist you in the way that you can learn by doing as opposed to being instructed or taught, which is a different thing, I think, than, than coaching. So how, how would you encourage people to go about finding themselves um, a coach or um, whether it's a formal co coach or an informal coach, someone that can serve that role in that three parts of, of coaching community in action? That's an amazing question. And uh, that's a really challenging endeavor even for me, it has been challenging uh, how to find the right coach. And I think it is more, it is a very, like, it is very much analogous to dating as you don't marry the first person you meet on a dating site or you don't marry the first you person. You don't? Oh, first. no. Yeah. <laughs> so I think uh, what a couple of, things that I, I, I think uh, would be a good parameter to judge uh, whether you should go ahead with a coach. First is, does their journey resonate with your journey? Or is where they are something that you aspire to be? Because uh, without that, it kind of, they are just uh, guessing. So if you can resonate so for instance if someone comes to me and they say i am in a corporate job and i want to just get promotion after promotion in this corporate job and become big i might not be the right coach for you because i left my corporate job one year into my corporate job so uh if someone says oh i think i am creative but this world forces me not to be creative and I face a lot of challenge when I sit and write down, then I like, oh, I'm the right person for you because I face those challenges. I have gone through uh, this entire journey. So whenever my students come to me with a challenge, like sort of this is happening, I'm like, yeah, I know this is happening. <laughs> so now you do this. It's because I've gone through each and every uh, variation that very uh, that they, they face. So I think that is one way. The other is if you can just go through their work. Like I write a daily blog at sauramittal.com. And if you read that blog, if you read 10 entries, 12 entries, you will get to know whether you are in line with me or you're not in line with me. And just investing that time before you get formal or before you make a engagement with a coach, because 
again uh, leaving a coach is again like a breakup only the coach is invested in you, in you you are invested in the coach uh, if they are not invested then what was this relationship altogether about so i don't think coaching can be a two month journey or six month journey or a one year journey it kind of is a lifelong journey because mm-hmm. the, your coach will evolve and you will evolve and people who are coaching for money i'm not talking about them but people who are coaching for coaching they want to see that growth in their uh, the person they are coaching they want to visualize it for 10 years 20 years so, uh, anyone who is into short term coaching i don't understand that it's all about the long term of giving the person the space to fall and then to let them try to get back on their own to if they are not able to then lend them a hand so that now they can grab your hand and come back up so there's a lot of cushion that is needed in coaching and if anyone is looking at coaching as oh i'm earning 100000 a year i want 200000 a year let me hire a coach and then i'll get that uh i there must be coaches for that and there must be people who want that but that would not be my cup of tea so i might not be able to comment on that so yeah yeah that's well there's two th- the two themes that i just heard you share are trust and investment and yeah. i think there's a, a ton of value in tr- what you were saying about trusting your instincts do you resonate with a person um that you're considering working with uh and then the investment and 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 then of course are you willing to invest in your own um progress in your own success in your own development one of the the quotes that we talk we throw around a lot of creative on purposes the goethe quote as soon as you trust yourself you will know how to live and so i love what you were saying about you have to you ha- you have to be in order to to engage in a coach a successful relationship with the coach you have to trust yourself enough to lean into the edges of your understanding and ability and to invest in the journey invest in yourself and the journey that that person's going to take you on and i guess the only thing that i would kind of layer on top of that is don't seek some don't seek a coach who will coach you out of agreement you don't need someone to tell you how wonderful you are and that you're perfect just the way you are and just go 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 be you you need someone that's going to coach you for insight insight into the things that you can't now yet see and how and they help you see in a way you can't unsee so that you will lean into that tension and lean through that tension and lean into the transformation um and and your own potential so i love everything that that you just shared sarab we're coming up to the can end I, of my- oh sure go I, ahead can i add uh so i think coaching is in like in the very true sense of freelancing endeavor it can't be a bootstrapped and endeavor because and it's something where you are investing as a coach in every student in every person you are coaching and uh sometimes they might just need that you agree with them and they feel they don't find agreement anywhere outside and they just need someone to say yeah you make sense you can do that sometimes you might need to be the bad guy and say but why but why but why five times and then like Oh yeah, I don't know why. So I think it all comes down to be becoming very. It's it's. I think it's the most custom job in the world. Like even clothes can be 
or rather clothes are can be ready made but uh coaching is i think very person to person very individualistic very uh freelance like it has to be done one by one so yeah, yeah. just wanted to add that totally agree it's a bes- every every client is a bespoke experience for sure. Exactly. <laughs> well, Sarab, we're at the end of our time together, but I do have one last question that I always end with. And that is, um, you know, for the people that are, are watching, they like you want to uh, either aspire or want to advance and the difference only they can make. And so what's one final encouragement that you would leave to the listeners to help them fly higher and the difference only they can make? I think first thing i would say is there is no age for you to change or to accept yourself whether you are 11 year old 25 year old 60 year old 85 year old it doesn't matter so first thing like thinking it's too early or too late is just another way of that voice inside your head stopping you from doing what you want to do second thing is you don't need a certificate or a degree or a course or a curriculum or anything to get started. If if you feel you want to be a musician, pick up the guitar, pick up the piano, start playing. If you want to be a writer, pick up the pen, get at the keyboard, start typing. Uh, third thing, your family and friends are going to be the last people who will subscribe to your work. So don't try to show it to them and ask for validation uh build your own audience like go to if you are if you are an avid book reader go to bookstores talk to people there you'll find your first 10 fans in places you hang out at and those 10 true fans will bring the 100 and those 100 will bring the 1000 but if you expect your family and friends and your instagram and linkedin audience to bring uh your 10 true fans that might be very difficult and uh, then do whatever doesn't kill you. Like, if it doesn't kill you, just do it. Take a workshop, start a podcast, write your blog, write your book, join a Kimbo. <laughs> and uh, yeah, just, just, and just one more thing email. Like, just send that email. Like, don't, don't reject yourself. Like, Scott. I just sent that email. There was such a huge voice of resistance uh, inside my head. And why are you sending Scott Perry this email that he should invite you as a guest? And just send that email. At best, they will say no. And maybe they will say yes. So just do it. Like that would be where I would end. Awesome. Just do it. That sounds like a great tagline. Somebody ought to pick that up and do something with it. Well, thanks everyone for tuning in. Rob and I really appreciate you lending us your valuable time and attention. We hope that today's broadcast motivates you to step a little bit more boldly into the possibility only you can live and live your legacy. You can learn more about Sarab and the difference that he's making over here at passionatelycurious.io. I'm sorry, .in. And of course, it's always great to see you at creativeonpurpose.com. Now, if you're listening to this as a podcast, please consider leaving a five-star review. And now you can take this insight and inspiration from this conversation and fly a little bit higher in the difference only you can make. So Rob thank you so much for being here with us and sharing your wisdom. Thank you.